Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Bible Wire. In these podcasts, we discuss what the Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept. Today, George Reuter, that's me, will be continuing our study on the book of Galatians. Settle in for the next few minutes and learn more about who God is and how he loves. Welcome to episode 14. Uh, My title for it is How to Use Our Freedom, and it covers Galatians 5, verses 7 to 15. So flip or tap your way there. Here comes Galatians 5, verses 7 to 15. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Let's take a look at nine verses of scripture. See, the Galatians were running well, and someone hindered their progress. Tom Constable, who's one of my favorite commentators, says the following, quote, Zola Budd and Mary Decker ran close together in the pack of 1,000-meter runners in the 1984 Los Angeles, California Olympic Games. Unexpectedly, Zola Budd bumped into Mary Decker, and Mary went sprawling into the infield. She was out of the race. End quote. This sort of thing happens in our lives, too. We're running along, doing our thing with Jesus, and someone comes into our lives and just bumps us a bit. They look like they love Jesus, they speak fluent Christianese, but they lead us away from Jesus, either wittingly or unwittingly, and Paul wants no part of them. That's sort of what the false teachers were doing at that time. They looked like they loved Jesus. Maybe they did. They spoke fluent Christianese, A hundred percent. And they wore the t-shirts and they had the bumper stickers and they, they only ordered from the Christian section of Amazon and all of that. But they led these people away from Jesus, either wittingly or unwittingly. Paul wants no part of them. The reference to leaven in verse nine, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The reference to leaven calls to mind a similar statement in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 6. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Here's the reality. A small, bad idea works its way through your whole worldview. So we need to guard against bad ideas that are contrary to what God has said. This is common sense 
and especially good theology. Oh, come on, it's just circumcision. Mostly they're on board with us. Mostly they agree with us. They are basically us, but they have this little bit extra that they do. No, a small bad idea that's against God's counsel works its way through your entire worldview. And that's what Paul's been talking about all along. He's been saying, hey, if you go along with the circumcision thing, then you've got to go law all the way. Sure, it's a small bad idea at first, but when you take that small bad idea to its logical conclusion, the whole lump gets affected with that bad idea. So, even if it seems like it's a small idea and it's not really significant and it doesn't really have far-reaching implications, if it's against God's counsel, if it's contrary to what God has said, common sense and the scripture says, this is not to be incorporated into our worldview. There's a whole bunch of us who should learn that lesson uh, because what we get in modern-day Christianity is oftentimes a syncretism, an idea where we, we want to take the ideas that are out there in the world and we want to Christianize them. And the problem is sometimes the ideas are just bad. And if they're bad ideas, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. If you skip ahead to verse 10, Paul is confident that the Galatians won't take the Judaizers' view. He says, I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and the one who's troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. Um, Paul believes that the false teachers are on the so-called wrong side of history, and he believes the Galatians know it. So then go to verse 11. If I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? Verse 11 has a reference to an accusation that Paul might still be teaching circumcision, which Paul says is false. And he relies on the fact that if he were teaching that circumcision was necessary, the Judaizers would leave him alone. Hey, they're not going to bother me if I'm teaching the same thing that they're teaching is what he's implying. The fact that the intruders were bothering Paul is an indicator that Paul was not agreeing with them on circumcision. Uh, this is a thing that false teachers try to do. They say, oh, no, no, that guy over there, he really does believe what we believe. He says it a little differently, but he really does believe what we believe. And so we're on the same page. Don't worry about us. We're not false teachers. We agree with this guy. But Paul says, no, that's, that we're not on the same page. I'm not saying what they're saying. I'm not doing what they're doing. Here's what they're doing, and it's wrong. And he goes one step further in verse 12. This is a not-so-subtle dig at all. This is a kick in the shins. It is well-deserved. He just tells them, look. If these false teachers are going to circumcise themselves to please God, they should just go all the way and castrate themselves. They should just go all the way. If they're going to, if they're going to do the circumcision thing to try to please God, fine by me, but go all the way. 
If you're gonna take a little, just go all the way, castrate yourselves. That's the word emasculate. That's the word. Uh, the, I, I kinda like this. Paul and I would get along because uh, he says it so eloquently that you don't realize that he is really kicking these people in the shins uh, pretty hard. Uh, Richard Longenecker says it in the following way, quote, Most often, Galatians is viewed as the great document of justification by faith. What Christians all too often fail to realize is that in reality, it is a document that sets out a Christ-centered lifestyle, one that stands in opposition to both gnomism and libertinism. Sadly, though applauding justification by faith, Christians frequently renounce their freedom in Christ by espousing either gnomism or libertinism, and sometimes, like the Galatians, both. So Paul's letter to the Galatians, though directly relevant to the Galatians situation, speaks also to our situation today. And so, uh, end quote, and so Paul's dig in verse 12 brings to light his objections in verses 10 and 11, and in the whole chapter as a, as a whole, the thought here is that modern Christians say it's all about justification by faith, but sometimes there's a little bit of law in what they say or a little bit of libertinism, which we're going to come up against soon, in what they say, and there's no place for it. There's just no place for it. So if you're going to do it a little bit, you might as well go all the way. If you're going to introduce a little bit of law, go all the way. If you're going to introduce a little bit of liberty, go all the way. But Paul's main point is both of those are wrong. So he is not encouraging them to go all the way as much as he is encouraging them to see that if they are going to do a little bit, then why shouldn't they go all the way and then realize I don't want to go all the way with it, so I'll back off of the little bit that I proposed. That's what he's hoping is happening here. Let's shift gears for a moment, talk about what it's like to live without license, because that's the other end of the balance, right? The beginning of the chapter is all about living without law, and now he turns and explains why the Galatians should live without license. That's verse 13, right? You were called to freedom, brothers. Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Again, there is a need for balance in our approach to the scriptures. Paul explains that we are not free to do whatever we want. We should instead be free to serve others. That's what our lives should be about. Our freedom from the law allows us to live out the law of love. And there's a reference to the golden rule here also. And how many times did Jesus explain to his disciples that the top dog in the kingdom of God is the one who serves everybody? We think of freedom in the American sense, the sense where we can do whatever we want. 
but the scripture thinks of freedom in the light that we are free to serve others because we're not slaves to the law, we're not slaves to legalism, we're not slaves to anyone but Christ. And because we serve Christ and Christ compels us to serve others, we are free to serve others. We can think about other people because we're not stuck thinking about ourselves and we're not stuck thinking about ourselves because we're done trying to get God to like us by the things that we do. Uh, this quote from Ronald Fung is, is appropriate here. Quote, the primary meaning is not that we must properly love ourselves before we can love others, although this is true in itself, but that we are to love our neighbor with the same spontaneity and alacrity or eagerness with which we love ourselves. End quote. That's the idea. The idea is that we are free to love others because we're not trying to impress God anymore. We're not. We are free from a law mindset. We're free from a mindset that says we have to impress God with the things we do. And because we're free from that, we can love others. We can give ourselves to others. We can put others first, not because they are a means by which we can earn our way to God, but because God has blessed us and we should bless others. That's the takeaway for today. That's the thing to think about as you go through your day. Because God has loved us, we can love others. Where are the chances to do that today? We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire.